I I love Raider football so much. I cannot stand our head coach. And it's – I usually try to be, hey, man, it's your team. Come on, you're winning. I would never, ever, ever be like, we're three and three. And I've watched all six games, and I know. It's like, we're not three and three. Man, we're going to – here's what's going to happen. We're going to end up being in enough purgatory where they're going to go like nine and eight and make the playoffs and get beat by 50. That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to draft 20th in the first round. Do you know who's the worst – edge rusher in the entire NFL right now? Who? Tyree Wilson. The number seven pick in the draft. The worst in the NFL. Not the worst rookie, Josh. The worst in the NFL. Not good. Oh, my gosh. Hopefully uh, he will improve. Good. That's golden. I don't think he will. I like the whole idea. We're like, well, you know, they kind of hope that he would have a year of seasoning. Why do you take a guy in the top ten if you're going to try to season him? What are we doing? Get and him then, out there to play. And then uh, start three and three. Let's season while we tank. Let's season while we tank. I was going through I, – I also think my new favorite thing that's inducing anger for me, Josh, is these YouTube videos. It's like, this is a very simple process. All it takes is these simple tools. And they pull out 65 tools. And then, like, popping things. You're like, what are we – I can't do that. <laughs> but it's easy. I, this it's is just... easy. I, I've, I've now gone through the process of trying to fix a power washer and a radio. And in both instances, these easy processes, I'm like, this is not easy at all. All you got to do is you got to get your dashboard poppers. I'm like, who has dashboard poppers just sitting around their house? All right, so who all did I get in that segment? I got, I got the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. I got Monday Night Football obsessing over one person the whole game. And I got YouTube tutorial videos that tell you they're so simple and they pull out 86 different tools that no one has. I think I'm good. I think it's time to get back to sports, don't you? To the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, we got more Gus Malzahn coming up. Brent Venables is going to meet with the media today at 1130. And we will bring it to you live right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You'll hear Coach V in its entirety. In fact, um, next segment, the two – Things that really caught my ear from the Sooner Sports Talk last night, which, by the way, if you missed, is available on the podcast page right now. And speaking of the podcast, uh, I, I see the text. They're, they're having some issues with the app, with the podcast link on the app. So they're did, working on that. Yeah. Did you ask about that? I did. I did. And everyone's like, yes, they're working on it. So okay. there you go. So that way, Rob, you can call TJ and tell him that you think I suck while also complaining about the podcast. That's the best way to go about it. Uh, the 918 writes, is Barnes still dealing with his foot issue? Just shut him down for the season and let him focus solely on getting healthy. I I don't think they feel like it is something that's going to cost him a season. Well, and, and the other answer would be, yes, he is still dealing with it. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious to me. I mean, when there's been – you know, I, I mean, a lot of the coaches when they come in will let us know a lot just to make sure that good questions, tape-related questions that Gabe has, he's looking at the right thing. I might ask an injury question or two and and get the, hey, here's what's going on here. Here's what X or Y is dealing with. And we'll see if he can. DeMarco's not really a guy that gives you too much. So when when we asked, it was just a simple, yeah, you know, he's, he's got a few things. He's going to be all right. Because – I think, me, my opinion, DeMarco was 
outside of the ankle injury that he had near the end of his career, and I know he battled a couple of other things, he wasn't a guy that was going to miss time or practice. So I think he holds his guys to that same standard, and it gets frustrating. Even, listen, there's certain things you can't overcome, but when you try to come back and it's not, I, I think that gets frustrating. So, yeah, whatever Javante Barnes is dealing with, it appears as if it's still causing issues for him. And maybe it even led to something new that started bothering him. But I do I don't think his toughness is being questioned is the best way I, I think I can put that. What about the suggestion that I mean at this point it's almost you know, you either do shut it down for the remainder or I don't know, I guess you keep banging your head against the wall hoping that eventually physically he's going to be right, but did Oklahoma make a mistake? Should they should they have just shut it down a while back? I mean, hindsight twenty twenty. You have four games, right? You got you got four games. The the redshirt policy is still in effect, and at least by what I've seen, I think Javante's at four right now because we played six. He didn't step on the field against Texas. He didn't step on the field. Um. Was it against Tulsa? No, no. One of the games they used some two back, and I can't remember if it was Cincy or Tulsa. Anyway, the the point is they, more than anything else, anything else, they need to find out whether or not he's going to be able to help them. And if he can, then, yeah, I think that they're going to give him every opportunity to get healthy and get out there. I mean, come on, y'all. Blow my text line every single day here at 405-651-3439 telling me how those are the two best backs so uh sooner soldier he writes oklahoma's running backs seem slow and aren't shifty at all saw chuck needs to get healed we really need the speed at running back i've seen saw chuck run timid every time i've seen him get the football i haven't seen him hit the hole with what we saw last year in that one opportunity yeah i can't figure that can't figure that out at all why is that? I don't know. So whenever you're when, – when right away you say, oh, we got to get Sawchuck out there. I'm like, the anomaly is the one good game. Yeah, he looked like a guy in the Cheez-It Bowl that, give me the rock, I'm explosive, I'm going to go make things happen and get out of my way. And we haven't really seen that this year from him. And he's not – not that he's gotten – a a bunch of carries or whatever, but in the moments that he has, you're right. Timid is a good word to describe the way that he's ran. I want to make this clear, too. This isn't another – because I do feel like every single week, every single week on this show, we're talking about the running back position and we're wondering who's going to step up and who's going to be that guy and when will it happen. It it became a topic today when you realize what you're going against these next three weeks. I mean, there are only nine teams in college football that are worse against the run than UCF. Kansas next week is is 94th against the run. Oklahoma State is 71st against the run. These are teams that you're going to be able to run the football against. Or if you don't, then what then what are you going to do? I don't know. Then you just, "Hey, we're going to start rolling with this <laughs> pass first. But the thing, the wild thing is we keep waiting for one back to emerge, right, Josh? Sure. We keep waiting for, gosh, where is our where is our guy? Where is he? We're basically waiting for one really impressive performance. Yes. 
to where we say, you know what? Yes. Okay, there's the lead back. Yes. And it has not happened. Yes. But I I still feel like Oklahoma, even though they – I was trying to get the rankings here real quick and my, my fingers aren't moving fast enough for me. I mean, they're still averaging 165 yards rushing per game. They're still averaging four yards per rush, which, again, isn't great. You want to be in the – I think in the college game in that, like, what, five-and-a-half yard per rush carry or yard per carry. But it's – I mean, it's not as if we're looking at a rushing offense that is in the hundreds in college football. It's it's not like we're looking at a rushing offense that is in the – I mean, Washington – Josh, Washington is a team that is – Everyone is losing their mind to tell you how great Washington is, right? They're going to the playoffs. They're 108th in rushing offense in college football. Washington is? Washington. 108. Yeah. I mean. So, basically, Oklahoma's in a much better spot. I, we, we comparatively. Can go, we can go through this list. Michigan when, obviously leans on the, the run game. When they've needed to run the football, they've been able to run the football. I mean. Everyone's losing their mind about Oklahoma State. They're 73rd. Now, they're averaging more per carry. They're at 4.5 per carry right now, but I just – when you're 6-0, I think you're always looking for issues, right? What realtor Chris start on this show? The Thursday worries. So I, I keep saying it, but I truly believe it. I think their rushing attack is fine. We just – Expect I exemplary. You you people. I think we all just want next level. Right? It's like, where's my 200 yards per game? Well, and to go win a national championship. You might need that. Sure. You might need that. Uh, 17 teams in the country average 200 or more yards per game. Rushing. Of those 17 teams included are what I would consider national championship contenders like Penn State, mm-hmm. who's 15th in the country. or uh, LSU's not competing for a championship, but LSU is 10th. Oregon is 8th. Tennessee is 6th in the country. And you're going up against the number three rushing offense in college football this weekend in UCF. They're number three in the country. So it's going to be a challenge. All right, uh, back to the text here real quick. Uh, the 704, I know you, you spotted this text earlier. Austin in Charlotte writes, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm all for Tawi Walker taking over as the number one guy in the backfield. Reminds me a little bit of Ramondre, where it's Juco transfer just bowling over defenders, and I love it. Um, I likewise enjoy watching Tawi Walker bowl over defenders. I do too. I think that part of the, again, that concern is, all right, are, do we have that breakaway speed when necessary? Yeah. I mean, Tommy Walker is a, not not that he can't be a bulk of the carries guy, but there's a electricity that he's not going to have that maybe somebody else sure. will. But he'll make up for it in his ability to truck a defender. Sure. Bounce off would-be tacklers, gain a couple of extra yards. So there's some give and take. Two other quick ones, and then we'll break, and then we'll hear from Brent last night. Uh, The 5-2-0, pretty sure Walker made his case against Texas. Maybe. Again, what? 15 carries, 46 yards. 3.1 per carry. A couple of touchdowns. Protected football, maybe. 
Caleb from the 580. I feel the only clear answer is Towie Walker. Have they stated that Barnes and Sawcheck have been injured? We know what, that Barnes is dealing with something for for Gavin Sawchuk. I feel like it's just taken him. He's healthy. Gavin Sawchuk's fine. It's just a matter of whether or not he's 100% on the field between the between the ears, I think, is part of that, too. That's a major – you know, you, you'll make sure your guy's right in the mind. Yeah, and getting him to just go run like he did in the bowl game. That's And, by the way, that's not a knock. I'm not saying, oh, he's got – no, no, I'm just saying, hey, there's, there's a block there. There's something going on, and maybe he needs better blocking. I don't know. Go get it. Go get it. Uh, we'll cont- the tax are great today, 405-651-3439. When we come back, last night, Bryn Venable, Sooner Sports Talk. Two things really caught my ear. We'll share it with you next right here on The Ref. I, I got uh, two cuts from the Sooner Sports Talk show with Brent Venables that I want you guys to listen to. I think they're both really good. Uh, Teddy and Coach were talking about just different guys that stepped up. Teddy brought up the point. Key Lawrence had to move over and play corner late in that game. Charles Walker. Charles Walker. Oh, my gosh. What are you going back to, like, 2010? Um, Jacob Lacey made a big play. Uh, had the sack. What a time to be alive. R.J. Washington was in there doing things. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> my goodness. But the Notre Dame transfer making a play. And I-, I thought this was awesome from Coach Venables when he talked about, hey, those are – key moments in that game but there's like a bigger bigger picture to it and uh, here's what he said first play or second play they the get through the screen on the first play and uh woody washington makes a really nice play out there on the perimeter in the second play you know they get to a certain look and man we we got to check versus that certain look that you know just comes from game planning and I told him, I look, I can't. I'm going to give you, tell you what we need to do in these different situations, but they're going to get to it, and I can't tell you that it's coming. And when it happens, it's going to be on you guys to see it, recognize it, communicate it, and execute it. This is a game of of doing, a game of execution, a game of precision. And these moments, when these windows come, you got to maximize those those moments. You got to take advantage of them. And that's exactly what that uh, was. Everybody getting on the same page. They took us from this call to this call in in that moment. And, and it's another moment of credibility, of film study, of, you know, doing Everyone your homework. Everyone saw it at the same time. Too. Everybody saw it at the All same time. All of them started, yeah. started checking. And uh, that is cool for me. Start? It's like, told you. you know, <laughs> not that you told them, like, though that was coming, but – if y'all do the little things right, this game will honor you. This game will reward you for being precise and detailed and, and ready. Let's talk about the pre- – I thought that was pretty cool. You know, it's – there's only so there, – there's so much you can prepare and there's so much film study that goes into it that there is a point where there's got to be a, um, a do – I do. You got to go out and do it. And I thought that was, you know, here's Brent Venables talking about, y'all see the win and the win is great and we celebrated the win and we got refocused pretty quick. But Josh, in that moment where he's saying there's going to be a point in every game this year where something that we saw on film and that we prepared for and that you know, you know what to do when they're in this look, I just can't tell you because they're going to shift to it and you got to be ready and Teddy noticing it 
and Coach noticing it, obviously Coach noticing it, was cool as all get out because they saw it, they adjusted, and they knew it right away. I don't – again, everything in a lot of ways in my mind, Josh, goes back to last year. I don't know if that happens last year. I, I, I don't – in fact, I would almost guarantee you. I don't know if that happens. And they might have tried last year and it wouldn't have worked. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was still a, a very much a work in progress. So, from the – from the positives and looking back to last week, let's take you ahead to Saturday. Oklahoma and UCF. John Rice Plumley is back. He's going to be the starting quarterback, we believe. And, again, I guess Malzahn has said it, so I have no reason to think that he's fibbing. But what has Brent Venable seen in, in UCF? And then in that, you get a little bit on Kansas, too, in here. Listen up. Hmm. It's pretty good stuff. I'm not going to lie. They're, you know, they're number one offense in the in our conference, uh, top five in the country offensively. Uh, they've been fantastic, number one rushing offense in our conference, another top top five in the country rushing the football. He does it lots of different ways. Uh, I really like their quarterback, super explosive. He's missed the last several games, and you know they haven't played as well uh, as a result. You know, you take everybody, anybody starting quarterback out, and it's going to be. A tough chore and so uh, he's back they've got really fast skill players um, their backs and their receivers can fly and uh, and then they've got a long athletic uh, defense they play with great effort um, they play with a lot of belief and I know they've had a lot la- last couple of weeks have uh, been tough you know as we know Kansas Kansas is another top five offense in the country and they they can score at will. I think they averaged, they lost the game, but they averaged 10 yards per play last week against Oklahoma State. 10 yards per play. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and they're, they've, I, I said that when I first came, they're doing something different that's making it hard on people. And uh, But anyway, that's, that's, that's next week. But, uh, you know, UCF, Gus is a national championship coach. You know, he's got a... You know, a tremendous pedigree, a great offensive mind. They've done a really good job in the transfer portal. They've recruited well. Central Florida, uh, you know, they've played in a lot of big moments. And, um, and they're a physical football team. I like their style. Uh, they're aggressive. And, uh, and, and, again, that quarterback, he is so fast and explosive. He is – Coach Levy coached him at Ole Miss. And uh, he transferred uh, this last year. Think about that. Yep. Yeah. And uh, of course, you know, Dylan played there. Uh, you know, played for a year uh, under Coach Malzahn as well. And uh, he'll be the first one to tell you it's not about him. This is this is the ultimate team game, and and uh, you know, this is going to be an, another great challenge uh, between their their tempo and their ability to run the ball different ways, and their 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 trick percentage of trick plays is. Top two in the country the next two weeks. Huh. Uh, Kansas and uh, UCF, they have the most deceptive plays in college football, percentage wise, per the number of plays they run uh, offensively. And uh, I think they're close to maybe 9% uh, of their plays or some kind of deception. So they take advantage of, of, of poor discipline, of bad eyes, of bad fundamentals, of lack of communication. You know, they're going to force you to uh to 
you know, to defend every patch of grass on the field. They have a lot of option principles, and they've got a lot of really well-designed quarterback run game that they have the quarterback run game, you know, going on over here, and then they also have, uh, you know, a screen game and an RPA, RPO game going on here, and it requires bodies. You can't, well, we're just going to stop the run game, and hopefully they don't see it out here. They're reading all of it. They're, they count numbers fast, and, and they force you to, play with an option mentality uh, defensively. And uh, and then that makes you a little vulnerable to some of the, th the throw game, and they know that. And so uh, – but they got really fast guys. They're run they got a running back number zero can absolutely fly. And he runs really well in between the tackles and runs with great pace uh, behind the ball. And then they've got excellent receivers outside that uh, they've done a good job recruiting and, and uh, transfer portal and things of that nature. And, again, on defense, they're going to be super aggressive and uh, long, physical, and uh, uh, so it would be a, a great challenge for us coming off the bye week. Johnny Richardson. That's correct. He's the running back that is uh, impressive. That can absolutely fly. Can absolutely fly, according to Brent Venables. 8.3 a tote. Has had two 100-yard games this season. Only carried it eight times. Uh, I like him a lot. I kind of like Harvey a little bit better. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how healthy he is, but we'll see. Um, I think it's R.J. Harvey. I like him a lot. He a little bit He a little bit thicker. He's the transfer from UVA, a little bit of a bigger dude. Uh, he got a majority of their work against Kansas, and he averaged 8.3 yards per carry. <laughs> Get, get these numbers from this cat. 8.3 yards per carry, 4.5, uh, 6.1, 8.4. Yeah, they've got a nice little three-headed monster between uh, Harvey, either one of their quarterbacks that plays, and again, we're assuming it's going to be Rice John Rice Plumley. Plumley, and then Johnny Richardson. They're really good. And they're old. They're vets. They're old dudes. So they know what to take care of. And you saw the numbers, Josh. They're the number three team in the country when it comes to running the football. Yeah. We, we discussed it fourth uh, nationally in total offense. And uh, I don't think it's lip service, right? I mean, obviously, Brent Vittables knows that they've got weapons that are going to challenge them. Sure. With their speed. So it'll be a good test from that standpoint for Oklahoma's defense. I, I've said for me the final half of this season in general is going to show me, okay, how can you handle having beaten Texas and you're 6-0 and and there's nice things said about you, prosperity, go be business-like. And yet, here you've got a team in UCF in addition to that that offensively they're good, man. Right? If, if John Rice Plumley is healthy, the way he runs it and the guys around him, it's going to be challenging for Oklahoma defensively. I don't know that they can stop Oklahoma enough to keep this thing competitive, but uh, it'll be a good test for OU's defense. No, absolutely. Really good test for OU's defense. My man Chris Rainey brings up a good point on the super-secret Textoso line. You know how Teddy Lehman, the, um, what, what, the intentional mispronouncer, I'm sure he's calling them Central Florida all week long. You heard Brent Venable say it too. I think you just dropped one. They hate that. They're UCF, Josh. That's their, that's their thing. Like TCU is TCU and not Texas Christian University. 
Yeah. Well, you got to be on guard when you're playing Central Florida. <laughs> Who else was it? UTEP. UTEP got mad about something. It's like, we're not the University of Texas in El Paso. We're UTEP. I'm like, who do you have to tell not to say University of Texas El Paso? Shut up, minors. <laughs> who do you have to tell that to? Win football games and we'll start calling you what you want to be called. All right, we got a break. When we come back, text line's on fire today. We got caught up in a running back conversation. We can continue that if you want. As good as UCF has been running the football, Oklahoma has been the equal stopping the run. We'll hear from... Gus Malzahn as we kind of ping pong between coaches here and what he thinks is the strength of the Oklahoma defense coming up right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the ref. It's a plank show on the home of Sooner fans. You got any high school tonight? I feel like I need to double check. I do not. We're kind of, uh, well, we're in that slowdown season for at least a little bit here. Still got plenty of football cranked up by the end of the week and I've got a Norman North band show tomorrow, but the, Softball, volleyball—that that portion of the calendar is over. So I don't know. It's uh, it's oh, not wow. bad. It's not bad, right? To have uh, a little bit more time in the evening, but it is a little different. Softball's already over. How about that? Um, <laughs> from the five eight zero off the Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line. So I guess my point is not to just completely get distracted by the by the text. No, line. get distracted. But I did have to uh I did have to laugh a little bit whenever I had that moment yesterday where I was like, Oh man, softball season's over and somebody like's like, No, it just started with fall ball. I was like, No, no, I'm I'm sorry, I meant high high school. school. <laughs> Speaking of fall ball. We're just getting going. Dude, can I tell you what people were like blasting me for on Twitter last night? What did you uh that there was no broadcast of the spring game. I I'm sorry, of the uh, fall ball. Fall ball, thank you. For OU and uh, ITT Technical College. Uh, so there wasn't a radio broadcast? There wasn't a radio or a TV broadcast and last people night. were They're hot. mad. They're mad. Uh, again, I'd like to remind everyone, I have no authority over anything. I have no power whatsoever. They think you do, though. I like them. I appreciate this feeling that you you think I have some sort of authority. And you have let the people down. I let the people down. Would you like to apologize to the people? I... All of the Battle Series games will be streamed on ESPN+. They will not have either of the other two games available on streaming. Part of the reason, well, I mean, they won 37 to nothing last night. I mean, I someone, I think Marietta Sooner checked. It's like, hey, they look good last. And I'm like, well, I hope they did against North Central Texas College. They played 10 innings and scored 37 freaking runs, man. Let's go. I would have really been in my bag with my QBS stuff by the fourth inning there. I would have had Coach Gasso up in the booth if I was calling the game. <laughs> Coach, help me. No, but in all seriousness, on Monday nights are tough because that's when – and you add in a soccer match last night too. So resources are thin, and I think they've done a really, really good job on the battle series. I don't really have any role. I don't – I don't do anything for fall ball this year, so it's just, I'm just you a and, fan. Just you and me talking. Are you upset right. about that? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm fine with it. It's Wednesday nights, uh, a family night for us has become a family night, so that's cool. And if they need me, all they have to do is ask, and I'll be right there. And you need a little fall R and R. Well, I love the battle series, though. I love me some battle series. So if they if they need me on that, I'm ready to go. But as far as the, the game against Seminole State College on the 23rd or last night against North Central Texas College, I'm okay in 
reading the recap. We're talking to Coach about it. <laughs> Don't feel like you need to be there. Still, though, uh, you know, t- Tyler McComas, Tyler McComas was asking during the break, he goes, does it seem like it's going to be Brito at short? I think so. I think that's the way it looks. She looked really good. She's looked really good there. So, to me, I think if the season were to start today, Sid Sanders would still be her first baseman, though. We're seeing some competition over there. I think Tiari's second. I think Brito's short, and I think Alina Torres has a chance to be their third baseman. I really do. <laughs> they're going to be so good again. Yeah, they're going to be really good. <laughs> uh, and the good news about last night, I think, was seeing Kirsten Deal, Deal, seeing S.J. Guerin do well. These are pitchers that – you're going to need this year. So, game two of the Battle Series is tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Which, uh, which of these freshmen are you excited? Ella, Ella Parker. Ella Parker. Anybody else? Pickering. <laughs> you name them, all of them. Now, remember, Coach told us about uh, Marina. She's, she's got the uh, – I believe it's McEnroe. Marina, how you say her name. Mm-hmm. She's got the knee injury, so she's dealing with that. My bland's really good. You know, it was, it was one of the things when we were fighting about the – transfer portal and people wondering why they didn't go x y and z player and i kept saying because they got a freshman class that's coming in that's sure awesome yeah it's uh so if you know you've recruited the way that they're recruiting and they continue to recruit then you feel comfortable no we we got some talented youngsters coming in uh scary gary asks uh off the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line plank my brother-in-law and i are coming down for the game this weekend where's a good place to grab a bite well, we're gonna be, we're gonna be at Yo Pablo, which you can't go wrong with. But I see, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not the good person. To ask Scary Gary, because I get a burger from the Goldsby store, and it's the best thing that I can eat. I'm a hamburger at a Washington football game, and I'm telling everyone these are the greatest burgers I've ever had in my life. I don't, I do not have a refined palate. I just like food. Okay. I'm I'm put a Nathan's hot dog on a bun and pour some chili on it. I'm like, this is the best hot dog I've ever had. There's something about being, you know, outdoors, football game, fall weather, and if something is cooked well, it's like this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, I know, right? Exactly. A little cold, a little hungry. I would also I mean, there's there's a couple I mean, there's certain people like we'll go on the road and they'll say, Oh, you gotta try this restaurant and I'll go, but I'd be just as happy at a chili's. I mean, give me some of that skillet queso, and I'm fine. Ah, don't, don't get me thinking about that. We got a buck, uh, well, buck fifteen to go here. I know that I got a buck fifteen to hang out. Right, a buck fifteen. Yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, oh, it's like you only got a minute fifteen left. <laughs> yeah, see um, you later. I so I'm the worst person to ask. Skillet queso sounds. I'm good. the worst person to ask. It's like, hey, do you like barbecue? Yeah. Where's your favorite barbecue place? All of them. Yeah, and it kind of depends on what you're going for. If you're willing to show up early and wait, the Mont would be. Sure. It's sort of, you got to experience, right? The the Mont. The food's great, but the historic nature of it Uh, too, right? Look here. The 405. I hear you. I can eat a burger five days a week and never get tired of them. Love those Washington game burgers. You got to come out. I told Jeff Levy, I'm like, Coach, next time you're coming to Washington, you got to let me know. I'll get you one of those burgers. And Gabe laughed. I'm like, listen, Mr. 
Ahoy Floy. <laughs> Mr. His opinion on food. Mr. Refined Palate. He's I'm too like, nuanced for the rest of us. It's a damn good burger, all right? I'm, I'm so scary, Gary. Anywhere you go, you're going to have great food. That's my philosophy on life. Except I had to move one of my favorite restaurants off the depth chart. Oh, no. Can you say it on air? Yeah, I'm going to say it on air. What are we doing, Peppers? What are we doing? I was so excited I went to Tulsa this weekend. Peppers is like number one, number one. Dude, I love Peppers. Actually, Marie phrase that. Good morning to you all on the buzz. In, in, in Tulsa, in the raw, Brookside, and Peppers. So while it's funny, I'm sitting here saying, I don't really have a favorite place. I just named my three favorite places in, <laughs> in Tulsa. And yes, you're right, 430. Uh, hideaway Pizza can never go wrong. We had one last night. Fantastic. Yeah. Love the new location. I'm, um, I'm over there quite a bit. <laughs> Patrick, I'm at Tucker's right now waiting for it to open. Can't go wrong with a Tucker's burger either. You can't go wrong. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. I would like to, I would like to invest. Can I help you people at all? Because that used to be, to me, Peppers was it, man. I could eat anything on that menu, and I loved it all. So what went wrong? The chicken fingers came out like I don't onion straws. Oh wow! Don't you when you when you get a chicken tender, dude? You want a freaking chicken tender? Oh yeah! I want my chicky tenders. I want them crispy. Let's go! Right? I don't want a pinky. That's just dr- it. Better be there. Better be some legitimate uh, chicken tendy there. The waiter looks like it's somebody that they just picked up off the street. It's like here, Johnny, go check on that table. I want the outfit. Give me, give me the outfit. My dude's got a hoodie on. He's like, what you guys want? I'm like, <laughs> well, if the food's good, it doesn't matter. But Right, but it wasn't, so everything bothers me. I had a terrible view. Of the- Come on, Peppers, if the f- get your stuff together. If the food's great, all of a sudden the server with the hoodie and everything, it's like, ah, this is the coolest laid-back, <laughs> chill place. Oh, gosh. Um, was there a Peppers in Norman? Someone says Peppers is now Daddy B's Barbecue, arguably the best barbecue in Oklahoma. Well, I'll tell you what. The Peppers in Utica Square is probably on its way to being something else, unless they get their act together. So the Mont Hideaway. Can't go wrong with Vans. Oh, man. Vans is so good. Raise, raise or Vans if you want barbecue. I don't believe there's a such thing as bad barbecue. That's that's. But there is a elite barbecue That's as well. a hill I'm ready to die on. Um, well, you're not you're not a Kansas City guy like me, so right? Exactly, really, I'm not. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really understand. <laughs> you wouldn't really understand. I, I one time you. said, I, I one time said on the air, I really USC Brian can attest to it, because I eat chopped brisket. Like you really can't screw up chopped brisket, right? I mean, I, you can, but you if you're a restaurant, you shouldn't. I should get chopped brisket at my Thai restaurant, and it should be good. Insert Lincoln Riley joke here, right? Well, I mean, unless you overcook it, but see, you, you forget that was a Worcester sauce based. So that what's made that different. Right, and that what he always told everyone. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, he was close to getting it right. I don't think you can really go wrong. Scary Gary, is this a sports show? Um, no, this is the Food Network. Let's see here. Gunny of Stutzman's Army writes: With UCF not having a run defense, I'll venture to guess DG is going to have a heck of a game on Saturday. Maybe Tawi will take one of. Them all the wee, wee, wee home. <laughs> ta, ta, wee, wee. Now, does that stick, you think, for Toby, or is that a one-time only? I think it was a one-time only thing. Don't yes. you? Yes. And it was well-timed, and it worked out well. But I don't know that you can do that every single week. I don't know that you can go back that wee, wee well 
if I, you will. Oh, look, uh, Gunny's live with us today. Let's go. Gunny of Stutzman. Hi, Gunny. Um, <laughs> Loco, Ohio. Anyone else hearing the background music? Yes. In every single cut that has ever played in the history of radio, TV, they've always got to have a soundtrack to it. You're, are you just triggering me today? Brent, what did you think about that defensive stand? Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. What do we have? Be down, Graydon. This is the only thing I can find now if it was the game after Gavin was cleared and didn't play. Nothing as serious like downgrading the coaching staff. So they found, I guess, a tweet from Gavin Sawchuck's dad. Parents, stop tweeting. Yeah, not not great. I know that all of us love you whenever it comes to building your kiddos up. I talk to a lot of parents. Well, one. But it's you guys know what you're doing. Stop. They they don't need you second guessing a coaching staff. I one of my guys that calls a mad dog show. His son goes to pit. He's irate. I'm like, don't put anything out there. Don't say anything. Sure enough, fires off. It's like, what are you doing? Stop. Calls you're making the, it hard for the kid. Look, if you're c- calling into the Mad Dog radio program, you're already off to a bad start. Um, that's really that's really good, by the way, whoever sent that from the 402. Uh, did you send that text? Which one? Someone said, do you have a couple screenshots you can pass along? Yeah, I did. Oh, good question. Um, here's one from the 520. I feel that if Lebby can create opportunities to DG uh, for DG to connect with Stogner over the middle of the field more consistently, we can get these defenders off the balls of their feet and be more successful in the running game. So, in other words, boy, my man, you and I, you and I need to sit down and watch some film together. I like how precise you are. I, uh, I cannot, Josh Helmer, I cannot tell you enough how I feel like there's a breakout game coming for Stodd. I ducked for cover as soon as I said yes. that. Yes. My man Robbie Tree, uh, Robbie Trout. My man Robbie DeRoss had probably just threw something at me through his radio. I'm th- I think there's a breakout game coming. Get out of the way. Watch out. Stop someone's it. Th- someone's throwing something at me. Stop saying <laughs> that's, that. That's not to say oh we got a break. That's not to say that I think suddenly he's going to clean guys up in the run game. But, yeah, I uh, I tell you something. It's coming. All right, quick break. Uh, your texts are great. Top five stories today coming up in a bit right here on The Ref. I will say, Scary Gary, if you need food recommendations, I'll give you the – I'll give you the login to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. <laughs> T-Row in the morning show seems to be a good location for that. Shut that guy up. Food and eating is just as important as sports. I agree. I tend to think that for those of you that are get back to sports guys, I consider watching movie a sport. I consider watching documentaries a sport. I consider eating a sport. So if you are that dude, yeah, don't be that person. There's a lot of sooner leases. There's a Sooner Lisa with an I in Broken Arrow. There is questionable chopped brisket. (laughs) 
I'm not going to mention the restaurant because I tend to like that restaurant, but that's just me. Um, here's one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So many food recommendations. I'm getting caught up in the text line. Let me go back to my prep page here because I saw this and I was like, this is one I want to get to before the top of the hour. I know Sooner Nation hates 11 a.m. kicks, but we moved to Utah a month ago. Mountain Time makes the kicks at 10 a.m. awesome. Wake up at football immediately. Brunch and have the entire day. Yeah, that's cool. cool. It's great for you. What does that do for the rest of us? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we're, on, we're in the midst of what might be four straight 11 a.m. kicks. I mean, it's just wild. All right, top five stories today before Britton Venables at 1130 on the ref.